Hello, this is Hope, and you're listening to Covert Castaway. Welcome to my weekly diary of what I learn and how I cope with transitioning to life as a liveaboard cruiser. This morning, we're going to share with you some little bit more technical information on some of the updates we're doing to the boat and uh, why we're trying to refit a brand new boat. So we're still at the docks and in the boatyard. No, marina. Marina. Sorry, we moved after getting rammed. Now we're officially in the marina on a dock. And we're sitting outside in the cockpit, so there's some random noises that you'll hear, people talking or boats going by or whatever, so hopefully it's not too distracting. Um, What we wanted to talk about was why the heck are we spending all this time and money refitting a brand new boat? Doing custom projects. Custom projects, okay. Not It's not refitting. What's well, the difference? N- I don't know. Refitting, I guess, will be, to me, it's like we've been sailing the boat for a while and then we are, like, making some changes. But here it's more commissioning phase two. Okay. So we choose the options from Fontaine Peugeot. Then he went through commissioning for solar panels, the water maker, and some other big projects. And then now we're having kind of more custom projects. Yeah, I think, though, when you think about buying a brand new boat, you think about like, oh, it's going to come with everything. You know, it's got all the because, I mean, mostly what we're doing right now is is, you know, sailing, sailing parts of things, not like boaty parts of things. So like the the lines and the wenches and some additional stuff. So maybe you can, what I was hoping to do for the listeners is to share the things that we're putting on custom that um, have to do with the, the uh, sailing portion. I mean, we can talk about the other stuff too. Yeah. And, and, and what we are doing is basically, I mean, in our Facebook group, the boat has been out for two plus years so the previous owners have made some changes and shared those. And so we've obviously uh, uh, got inspired by, you know, the things that we know they've come to realize yeah. that, you know, it's good, good modification, good additional things to add to the boat. And then that's something you can do over time, obviously. But since we are in La Rochelle and it's a major center you know for sailboat stuff and yeah it's a good time to speak the language yeah Uh, then we were like okay let's take the time to want to do those projects to um to also eventually we haven't left the dock with the boat (laughs) to go sailing (laughs) that's planned for tomorrow or maybe thursday plus maybe later when we want to do it we'll be out of money we won't be able to yeah so so it's kind of (laughs) combination of taking the time to be here to check the boat to eventually sell the boat push push the boat do a shakedown yeah and at the same time, do some projects while we uh, before we get to some countries where we have no idea where things are and yeah. what language <laughs> yeah. they speak and stuff like this. So okay, and um, and so maybe start with like you want to start with the winches or what do you want to start with? Uh, well, um, 
overall, um, the boat is set up for the regular sails that come with it. So you have the main sail, you have the Genoa. Um, and, and we ordered some downwind sails. Uh, so Jenniker, Code Zero, uh, Symmetrical Spinnaker. And, and so we, to make it easier to sail, especially short-handed, um, there are some uh, modifications that uh, we're doing inspired by um, what Robert on Sailing Yacht 8 did. Yeah. And so and that's a lot of work to basically change the, I mean, add basically a lot of, a uh, lot of, uh, uh, blocks at the mast, uh, uh, with all these extra lines. And, um, so let's, so let's explain it. So the way the boat comes out of the factory, it appears that everything comes to the helm station. That's kind of what they talk to you about when they sell you the boat. Cause everything, the lines do look like they all come to the helm. But that's not actually true. Like, if you have to make sail changes or do these other things, you have to go out on the front of the boat, right? Which is what we're trying to avoid mostly. <clears throat> we're trying to really make it so someone could fully sail from the home station, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, again, we're adding some some downwind sails mm -hmm. and... Um, and then also, uh, you know, like the, the reefing lines. So they, I think by default, the standard is just a single line um, to reef. And then just to uh, uh, the first reef is going to be a single line, but reef two and three, so the higher reefs, uh, will have two separate lines, one at the, the back of the sails, one at the front. And um, and so we have all these lines coming coming back. So it's going to be easier to to reef from the helm. From the helm, Horses yeah. All out. those lines are coming yeah. back here. So it's you know it's uh, there's a standard setup, and then and then people add sails and want to do things a certain way. So then you mm -hmm. have to change kind of the deck layout, and then um, so yeah. that's that's what we chose to do right now because. We plan to start using those downwind sails as soon as we start sailing. Yeah. And we don't want to wait a year or two to start making those modifications, right. knowing that previous owners have done this, it works, it's been tested and proven. Right. So let's let's do it right away. So that's adding the the block the block we the blocks and blocks and clutches, tackle, clutches and, and oh, everything. everything. And <laughs> There's lots of hardware. Yeah. So essentially what is happening or what's been happening is um, in order to add these extra things, you have to mount a steel plate underneath the hole in on the inside to add rigidity, right? So it can take the load. So we've when we first came into the boat, like the entire ceiling was ripped off the boat and on the inside, um, mm. and it was literally ripped off because it was glued on by the factory, yeah. which is a little scary. And then suddenly we see Luik like sawing a hole through the ceiling plate. I guess what would you call this? Like the inside. Well, so I don't know how much detail we want to go to, but there's some foot blocks that we wanted to add. Uh, basically, we had four standard, and we wanted to add three on top for those extra lines coming back to the to the helm station. So it's not stacked two 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 two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so. 
in order to access that or to access it easily, it's basically you need to remove that panel so you get access to the bolts under. Remove the uh, panel sounds so panel, gentle. It's ripped off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, remove, but it <laughs> happens to be glued. It's yeah. not designed to be removed. Taken off, yeah. yeah. So right now it's the easiest is to rip it off and then, and then put it back in a way that it can be easily removed and hopefully it doesn't fall. Yeah, so... We <laughs> so that's for this one that you're referring to. Then at the home station, um, that we have to have to add some clutches for those, um, those extra lines. Um, so those, yeah, you just need to uh, bolt them to the deck. And, and so that means... From the underside, yeah. Yeah, so now, right now, there is like screws... I mean, bolts taking out and, and, but that'll be hidden. And then, um, yeah. So, and then on the sides of, of each, uh, hull, right? Yeah. So you have, uh, some along the side of the boat and, and then the other one that's, uh, that is in the process, um, of being finished is adding the electric winch, um, uh, at the back of the boat, so uh, through Fontaine Peugeot, you can order an electric winch, and that's used for uh, if you have davits, it's used to raise and lower the dinghy. Well, to raise the dinghy, and then uh, but we decided to use uh, what's um, called a rewind harken winch, and so this winch can work both ways. Um, so it's not necessary for the dinghy, but since we're going to be short-handed uh, most of the time, um, then we'll use the same winch for the uh, spinnaker sheet uh, on the port side. And that means from the helm station with a button, we'll be able to trim that, um, that spinnaker sheet. So, mm -hmm. so that was one way to have two usage. And uh, so, but it's, uh, this one has, uh, it's a, Big winch with uh, a big motor under and um, and, so, and a big hole to get all this in. So that needed a big, big like uh, plate, a uh, backing plate mm -hmm. uh, to, for rigidity. And <clears throat> mm -hmm. So that's the hardware, hardware portion of some of the things that needed to be done. What, mm -hmm. are, what are some other things he's been working on? Um, so... Let's see what else. Uh, well, there was. Um, he's he's looking at his list by by the way. He's got it all organized on Trello. Yeah, um, this and is he's the got best cards thing. for each project yeah. with pictures and everything. So when he's working with um, Loic or anybody else, he can point him to specifically pictures and things that he wants. So yeah, it's kind of like. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Who's yelling? <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, it's kind of um, post-it, but with uh, on a big board that you can organize and add links and comments. And yeah, it's very. It's cool. been useful. Okay. So, so what else? What else is that? What's that thing? Yeah. So there was the um, the the accumulator tank. Uh, so that's for the water uh, for the water. Uh, the one that comes uh, with Fontaine Peugeot, everybody has had issues that eventually there is rust inside. Because um, they use a cheap tank or whatever? Well, it's not stainless steel. <laughs> well, why would you? Yeah, okay. I don't know. Um, so everybody basically, has, if you keep it, you'll find out in your water eventually yeah. one day that there is a deposit of rust. So instead of finding out ourselves, then we 
We're just swapping it. We're swapping out a brand new tank for another brand new tank to basically avoid the issue. Yep. Um, Storage is always important. So there are places in the boat where you can um, get to. And and so we added a door in order to uh, work in to use that space to store um, tanks, the, uh, probably yeah, yeah. Uh, diving tanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about upgrading the pit layout. Uh, we added the six battery. Um, so by default, you get four of the factory. You can add a fifth one as an option. And um, because there is room to line up six batteries uh, on one side, then we added the six battery. Um, the life raft, we got the life raft yesterday. And uh, fortunately, we're not going to put, be able to put it at the back of the boat, but um, if there's another space. Uh, it's not optimum, but um, that will work. Uh, so it'll be under the stairs. Going yeah, to so the what we wanted was to put the life raft on the back of the boat, sort of next to one of the, sh- what do you call these, the transom, the sh- sugar scoop thing? What do you call that thing? Yeah, I mean at the stern of the boat. Stern of the boat, the so that if you, if it somehow tips over or whatever, you can um, you can get it from whether the boat's up or down. And because of the way they mounted the poles to support these solar panels, um, that space no longer exists for a life raft cage. So the life raft now um, goes under the stairs that go up to the helm station which isn't ideal, but there's also a way to <clears throat> add a automatic lift gate or something release. to release yeah. to the stairs so that in the event of an emergency, everything kind of pops open and you can pull the life raft to the, the, yeah. the outside of the boat in like 15 seconds, which is, I think, what the requirement is um, for the arc. For the arc, which and, is And uh, it's a big, big life raft. It's for eight person. And... Um, you wanted to make sure, if you're going to get in the life raft, that you're going to be super comfortable. No, it's not comfortable. <laughs> it's like, I wanted to make sure it was a life raft, like you want it to save your life, you know, <laughs> in the event that you use it. It's the one thing you're going to wish you hadn't cut corners on, I guess is the point. And uh, there is also um, food and water for 24 hours inside the life raft case um for eight people i guess so so that makes it quite large mm-hmm. it fits just just to the millimeter or under the stairs uh which is lucky because otherwise uh we would have had to find another place which i don't mm. know so um, yeah it's tucked in there nice and yeah, yeah. very nice it Good. was close call so what else what else you got on that on that list um we have so there's a lot of stuff that you have to put orders for so we've decided to install the um, uh, air compressor for scuba diving so that's in order and that should get here on friday but then it has to be mounted and um, we'll do also like a quick um, uh, plug-in f- to charge the ba- the tanks, um, so that that setup also has to be done. Electrical uh, cables, you pass. Yeah, we need um, we need more uh, like different type of electrical cables as we travel around. Um, they have different uh, different type of plugs, and mm-hmm. so we need uh, we need those different um, 
plugs so we can um, if we when we go to um to so a dock, when we, we go charge. to a dock we can hook up to different yeah um i guess the female side of the or the male well, side of the, um, I, I don't, I don't know, know what they'll be but we need different ones so that's another project and then the other electrical thing is there's just not enough plugs in this boat yeah, for things um, it's ridiculous it's ridiculous like, there's one outlet in the galley and another one that is like in the cupboard and that's the whole that's it that's it for the, the kitchen yeah. the, the whole salon the whole salon yeah. so already we added two um, during the commissioning and now we realize we need to add more yeah so there's there's not enough plugs and then there's weird stuff like you know the lights to underneath the desk or at the desk for instance in the maestro cabin <clears throat> the switch for that is over by the bed so in order to turn the desk light on you have to mount the bed and mm. go and <laughs> turn the light yeah. on it's kind of bizarre okay what else you got anchor locker um, yeah, the anchor locker. So that's where we'll store the sails and other things, extra lines. And so that tends that has a hole in the front where the anchor comes out. So we need to um, kind of waterproof a little bit that area. Uh, so the um, that stays fairly dry. So it's waterproofing, but then you're you're putting some hardware in there to hang lines and keep it well, tidy, right? Like that, that's the idea. Yeah, to get organized. But uh, mainly right now, it's to also um, put a plate so the water doesn't get in, and um, and uh, so so that's that's another project. Um, we're going to try to do a couple of things for the electric winches at the home station. We have two. Um, so right now there are, um, there are two buttons, uh, but nothing at the for foot buttons. So we'd like to add those to the... So why the, would you want a foot button? Well, if you can do it with your feet, then you have two hands that are free. As opposed to otherwise, then you have one hand for the button, one hand for a line, which you figure, I mean, it will work, but it's more of a convenience. And and there are projects that are complicated, and this one doesn't look too complicated. Yeah. But until you start, you <laughs> never quite know. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, we have a problem where maybe you want to talk about that, like humming sound. Oh, yeah. So at nighttime... Um, when the wind blows a little bit, and it's not been very windy here. It's been really beautiful, actually, um, aside from all the tourists. Um, it, it's been beautiful and nice and pleasant. And at night, there's a small breeze that blows through the shrouds. And it creates this humming sound, like, um, kind of like someone doing yoga or something. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it's really loud and it reverberates through the cabins. Mm -hmm. So what is that? Uh, basically on the shrouds, they have a plastic cover. Um, and on the right side, um, it's it's really perfectly straight. And then when the, the wind hits it, certain angle strength, suddenly, it, I mean, you can see it's like acting like a snake. It just, just suddenly they're vibrations and yeah you hear it and even feel it inside the boat on the other side um that same tube was i don't know what it came this way it's not perfectly straight so naturally it the, the vibrations don't don't happen because the, the plastic way. because the plastic somehow it, it is bent on the on the 
uh, on the yeah. shroud mm. so that it 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 doesn't it's not hollow it doesn't disperse the wind or vibrate that way it's like yeah, already because kinda, it's kind of kind of not twisted but not as straight bent a little bit yeah. enough to create pressure it. to hold it yeah, yeah so so we have to do that to eliminate that sound. Somebody has to go up in the bosun's chair and, yeah. and I don't know, what what did you say, drill a hole or glue gun or what? Yeah, so previous owners have the same issue. I mean, it sounds weird that, yeah, you're, you're buying a sailboat that's going to be um, that's new and it's going to be in areas where there is wind and suddenly you'll have this loud sound. But there's nothing that, um, yeah it's kind well, of it's boating. Yeah. yeah okay so so we have to drill some holes every 50 centimeters and and put some sika in there to kind of like hold, hold uh, it that together, tube yeah. against the shroud uh we still have to find some kind of lightning protection and um in the u.s you find those uh, magnetic dissipator uh, so far, we haven't been able to find something here uh, in our shell or even like, you know, It looks France. like a really big cleaning brush or something, like a yeah. bottle brush. Um, so you put it in the top of the mast and I don't know exactly well, it, how it, efficient it, it, it will be, but... I uh, read this at one point. I was trying to understand the science and apparently like it just dissipates. Like if it if lightning strikes it, then suddenly the energy goes to all these thousands of little bristles or something and make it, make it go in, back into the air. Great. That's what it said. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason we need that is um, through our insurance. If we get hit by lightning, our deductible is going to double. And and if you and they don't have a specific system that they recommend. But if you uh, put one on, then that doesn't. If happen. it's put yeah. one on by like a technician or something, and then then they will basically um, uh, consider that you have some kind of a system to prevent right. damage due to lightning, and uh, and therefore we won't have to. If we get hit by lightning, we don't have to double or deductible. Yeah. You know. Um, we need a water in, inlet. Um, so when we get to a dock right now, every couple of days, uh, we fill up the tanks. But um, I would say it's been once a week. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so then what we need to do is when we get to a dock, uh, we can plug in into uh, this inlet, water inlet, and then we, uh, we basically will be like a house. Right. We're plugged into um, uh, to a water system, and uh, we want to add some uh, filters to mm-hmm. remove, like the calcium and stuff. Yeah, that's been interesting. Someone said something about, uh, I think it was Robert, he said something about getting some kind of calcium filter thing for mm-hmm. at the dock for the dock water, and I'm like, oh, come on, that's like overkill but now that i'm looking at the calcium going you know on the uh, that gets built up just by doing the dishes in the sink it's like these huge water spots it's mm-hmm. incredible and all over the shower and the um, plexiglass shower area you can definitely see it and um on the stainless steel i've the only way i've been able to kind of completely wipe it off is using the vinegar and water to kind of get it wiped and then i use the wd-40 to polish the stainless steel which it lasts like maybe two days um but then i feel like i'm doing it again so mm-hmm. all right so we've been uh, trying to get organized so we've ordered this many many um plastic um cases like uh, whatever they're boxes 
it's called the the brand is a really useful box and it is um the so. very useful box so now we have this running joke like we don't know what you, you know put something we go get a very useful box and yeah. so they stack and um yeah they're kind of like the size of a lar- a tall shoe box i think um Mm-hmm. And so we've got a label maker, and we're putting everything in there. So and now it's pretty useful, it's an, pretty organized. In one of the cabins, but um, we need to get some shelves to put in the in the forepeak. Uh, so we have those that are going to be cut, and we should get them sometime next week. Then we have to install these. So and what's so funny about this is you're so focused on getting this four-peak storage thing with the boxes put together because it's like organized and really good use of space and you keep talking about storage and how important storage is and then suddenly this huge yellow thing shows up at the dock it's huge it's like i I don't know (laughs) three feet by four feet or something kind of in a ball and he and he says i go what is that thing it looks like a big blob and he and he says it's a poof and i'm like what's a poof and i guess it's the equivalent what do you call it in, in, in France? You call it a poof, but in the U.S. we call it a bean bag. Yeah, bean bag. So it's a huge bean bag chair. Um, so I'm not exactly sure where we're gonna put that. Uh, we're going to put it. We're going to move it around wherever <laughs> we're going to lay down. It's super comfortable. It takes space, but once you lay in it, you're like, oh yes, I yeah. need this, and uh, so it's instant. Yeah. Um, yeah, gratification, like how you feel. So, so what are some other things? So you've got a battery monitor here, which yeah, we're we trying to decide things. if we need that or not. No, we've ordered it. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll have that, so we don't have to turn the whole um, navigation instrument yeah. to monitor that. Especially at the beginning, it'll be useful. Oh yeah, the helm station window. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah, to give more. I think it should be. So like basically, the way it's set up is there's a. At the helm station, there's a, a seat or a bench, and the side of the bench is solid fiberglass. And um, if we cut a hole in it and make a window, then you can see off the port um, stern of the boat, which is good, I think, when docking and stuff. So that should be pretty good. Mm. We've got a bunch of traffic here, so hopefully it's not too distracting. So what else is on the list? Um... So we have some other, yeah, um, random projects for the dinghy. We need to have a longer tube so we can, uh, I mean, it's it's a bunch after that of little projects. Uh, well, the main thing for the boat, yeah, when it rains, um, there is, uh, we need to add some kind of stripes so to guide the water outside. Otherwise, it you kind mean of... You mean trim pieces, yeah. not stripes, but trim yeah, pieces yeah, that go... So that the rainwater doesn't come into the cockpit. Yeah. That's another thing. So, yeah, lots of other. So, so there's a, there's probably twenty other things like this, but um, the, that's the idea is to get some of these things done, and that's in addition to all of the repairs that we still need to make. Um, I think I mentioned last time the master head, the air conditioner. The underwater mantis lights don't work still, so we've got some things and adjustments to do. And then um, tomorrow they're coming to calibrate the um, navigation equipment. Instruments. Instruments. And um, 
a big surprise to us, which no one, we I guess we just didn't know, is to get the MMS, uh, MSSI number. MMSI. MMSI number set up to be put into the equipment that allows us to have... Um, Unique number. Yeah, like a for number the for the boat, for the AIS, the VHF, and the EPIRB, so that if something happens, they know it's us. Um, so we're trying to get that expedited, but apparently if you just do it for the, a U.S. registered boat through the FCC, um, it can take a month. So, um, you know, since our boat isn't U.S. flagged, we're having a different process, but it's a good thing to know to have done ahead of time because we would be in a bad situation if yeah. that had happened. And then after they calibrate the instruments, then on Thursday and Friday, we're supposed to have a two-day training, which will be... Um, excitingly videotaped hopefully um so at some point we can share it uh online and we'll certainly give a recap of what that was like so that's what we have coming up hmm. anything we else got, we got the flag oh yeah that we got the flag important that one. was a big one in order to go sailing you have uh, to have a flag yeah well yeah, we assume wrongly that when you um get the boat registered um that you know, they give you the paperwork with the registration and we thought, oh, we will get a flag from the BVI, but that's not the case. So and then we ordered one from Germany, it shipped uh, 10 days ago, we still don't have it. Uh, but we are uh, talking to some other people, we found this person who has all the flags here in the south of France, so she shipped it the next day and so we have it. So yeah. we'll be able to be legal on that. Yeah, and then we have, we still need to put our decals on the boat because uh, we can't do that until the gel coat scratch is fixed. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so that's what's going on. Yeah, and, and then we next week we'll go do the shakedown, so that'll be important to kind of test yeah. more stuff on the boat, and and then um, yeah, so yeah, lots cool. of stuff going on, long days. Yeah, so that's the update for now. And uh, sorry about the background noise; it's it's a, it's a bit busy, but um, gives you a feel for what being on the dock at La Rochelle's like. Yeah, on the uh, 14th of July, national holiday. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, like, or share with another covert castaway. Fair winds for now.